Hey, how's it going? Welcome back. Powerhouse Fence Show again. Uh, for anyone who saw our first, if if not, this is our second. Um, and e- we Either way, thanks for being here. Right, if right. you were here last time, thanks for coming back. If not, welcome. We are two guys who are going to talk about a little bit of experience with the fence industry and what company we are in, what company he owns, the one I work for, and where we're headed, what we're doing currently, and just a little bit of history experience and then a projection for where we're headed something like that right does that yeah. sound good yeah i think we're just gonna share share i like that i like that i read in the notes here the bullet points one is to try to be pretty open right <laughs> right, right. right so with some uh discretion involved here i guess well we got you know the guys across town might be listening we don't sure. want to share too much so sure but yeah pretty open pretty honest well, so, so I guess so I need to mention that we got a couple of logos in the background here. This show is brought to you by Memphis Fence Company, MFC Manufacturing, which is a spinoff of Memphis Fence Company, um, and then Simpalo, which is a uh, estimating software. And Dan could tell you more about that, but that's just a quick blurb about the... Yeah, we talked about it some in the first one, and if you want to know, let me know. I can... Uh... Leave a comment, send us a message, something like that, and I'll get you some information on it. So I was kind of driving the last episode, um, and I think you thought maybe I left out some stuff, or maybe I just skimmed, or something like and that. And I think that you we just brush up on. I think we just went to town, and I think yep. we just kind of uh, left out a few details. And I think this time we're gonna start at the beginning and hauled ass to the end, right? And left, and and then we have one episode. Well, uh, so now we've got. Whoop. It it was the second time of us recording episode one, so I think uh, a bit of it kind of just went on autopilot. And, yeah. 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 Okay. So what we where are we headed today? What are we talking about? So that lined up. So uh, we're going to continue the introduction, like like Zach said, kind of backtrack a little bit and touch on a few things that we skipped over last time. So last time, you know that I bought Memphis Fence Company, but we didn't really talk about like the motivation or anything like that behind that deal, and so I thought we'd. We'd back up to that and chair a little bit. I like that. Isn't that funny? We have these conversations off camera, so it feels like we've had them on camera. Yep. You know, so it's hard to remember like, oh, that was a prep for a show, not a show we've done. So, you know, it, right. it, it's hard to realize the audience doesn't know everything we know about the conversations we've had for, for what it's worth. That's right. <laughs> just today, I was telling Zach, I said, man, we need to get a little recorder and just carry it around sure. and just like sit it on the desk in a lot of these conversations we have so we can broadcast them during our show. Right. But but yeah, so... I like this. This is in addition to mint fence and commercial fencing in the industry, we're also doing a little intro to podcasting for people who've not done any podcasting. Yeah, so. it's pretty interesting. <laughs> I don't know how long it's taken us it just to like... how not to. Who knows? Right. So to tell. just getting all the equipment set up and everything and i mean we just spent like an hour getting ready to do this right now and everything was already sitting here and right. we still can't figure out how to use at least one of the cameras we have going cool so we're, but we're doing it we're making progress right. so anyways um so kind of my motivation did you want do you want to say something i saw you touch your mic you who, sure who are you talking to that's that's alaria back who there is alaria oh we're not sure <laughs> She's our producer. Yet she's the one. Dis- she's the one back there pushing yet buttons to be and stuff. Closed. Yeah. Wait. Ilaria, it's me. Hi. Oh, there oh, we go. It's me, Ilaria. Hi. Hey. Thanks for pushing the buttons. Thank you. We appreciate all the work. So, um, yeah, um, we talked about buying Memphis fence and all, and kind of talked about like my grandfather died. Uh, some short period later, Dad said he wanted to sell it recap he owned the company right yeah yeah so my grandfather owned it part of it until he died then left it to dad and dad said he wanted to sell it and i said yeah cool i'll buy it and so you heard that part last time what what happened after that was me and my father-in-law started going through my father-in-law is a CPA and had been doing financial stuff his whole life. So we started going through all the finances and everything of the company. And we spent like several months just trying to figure out how to make it work. We built Excel spreadsheets. We did everything. And we we're like, well, what if we just like don't pay the light bill and <laughs> stop buying fuel? Then, you know, maybe we can pull it off. And I mean, it was rough. Um, 
there there was about 10 years there where the company lost a, a good bit of money a lot of old equipment a lot of debt all of that stuff and it, it was just so your, your father-in-law the cpa you bring him in to check it out and he's going through as an kind of an advisor but right you know your father-in-law so he's kind of your friend or right so he, he's vested in opinion? it oh run run for the hills <laughs> he's like get out of there 20, don't even think about it and 24 year old dan t says no way I'm yeah so <laughs> we we left here on a friday afternoon and the last thing i told him i said man there's no way i said there's no way we're not buying this thing it's not gonna work all of this stuff <laughs> sorry and then i went home that weekend and just kind of thought about it and obviously the family history thing like it was started by my grandfather and his brother then you know i grew up here dad spent his whole life almost here i think dad was like what three years old when the company started so a lot of family history a lot of people had worked here and all of that over the years so that that was kind of one thing and then the other one, I mean, it was an opportunity for me to, you know, build wealth and have a career and all of those things. But what really set me over the edge was thinking about all the people that this place helps feed. So not only the people that show up here every day and actually do the work, you know, go out and dig holes and do all that stuff. And I mean, the people that bid the jobs and call in the locates and answer the phone, you got all of them. And then you also have suppliers and delivery drivers that bring us stuff and, you know, fuel. And I mean, just everything that we touch. Yeah. Then you mentioned vendors that you had had a firm relationship with for 20 something years. Oh, yeah, at for that years, point. for years, um, man. And just kind of thinking about all of them, I just said, no, we got to do it. And so over the weekend, I thought about all that and I said, nope, we're doing it. Doesn't matter. We're going to try it. We're going to do our best to make it work. If it does, great. If it doesn't, then at least at the end of the day, I know I tried. And uh, that was another thing. I knew if I didn't, then I would regret it. Right. Regret. Right. I would feel like, you know, all of those people, I let everybody down by not stepping up and at least taking a swing. And so that's what we did. And um, came back Monday, told my father-in-law, no, nah, we're doing it. So we just dove straight in head first, you know. It was uh, it's pretty interesting. I'm sure if anyone's listening who's started a business or is currently in a, you know, a small business or a startup business, or maybe who knows, five years into a business, um, you know, there's some concessions you find yourself making to make sure your employees get paid. And uh, we've kind of talked a little bit about that, about, you know, not paying yourself. And then sometimes it being the day the bills are due and, and not knowing how you're going to pay them and, and yeah. that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, it seems like from, from my perspective, Memphis fence looks pretty solid and kind of above ground there, above board there. But, uh, you know, I realized like having run a business that there are the, you just kind of don't let that show to the employees, right? Like, oh, yeah, like sign in the paychecks and like, Oh, we don't know what we might have a couple eggs for dinner tonight or, yeah. or whatever that looks some, like, you know, some ramens. Right. Exactly. That's all we got ramens and right. water. But yeah, so we're 10 years in, like it's been 10 years since I bought it. And there was a lot of times when i mean man we had to pay vendors late we had to get loans that i mean for operations and you know all of this stuff i mean we'd deposit checks one day and pay payroll the next day kind of stuff i mean that all of that has happened not consistently over 10 years but i mean there's been times like that where it has happened and i mean cash flow is a huge thing in any business but like it was a consistent struggle for a while for us and i mean it took us probably eight nine years to kind of get like stable and uh you know now things are looking up now um but one of these days i hope to have our banker on the show and just kind of right. like tell the story well I, i've got a great banker and i mean this guy's helped out a ton and i, I kind of like to just tell the story of how we met how we started doing business together and you know kind of how he's helped us out i'd love and, to see, hear the journey of like you know, his starting perspective of you and Memphis Fence, 24 years old, no experience owning, running mm -hmm. a business. Maybe, you know, the only thing you'd done, I guess, at that point was work in Fence at this company that was yep. a potentially a risky investment for them and all that. And then to see like how that's transitioned to now 
where like the, not only has the, you talked about kind of the ripple effect of the business feeding the employees, not only the employees, but their children and the vendors and how that like the business growing has kind of rippled around to also create more business that are surrounded around Memphis Fence Company and, and hear his perspective on that from, you know, kind of the fledgling beginning to, right. to a, a less than fledgling now or whatever. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty rocky there for a while, that. man. I mean, <laughs> you know, like we had to get rid of health insurance. We had to sure. do a lot of stuff early on. And uh, fortunately, we've kind of brought most of that right. stuff back in. Right. But, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they thought that it was a good idea when they gave us the initial <laughs> loan, to be honest. Who said yes to this? Right, right, right. right. I'm not sure that they're still employed, but like, <laughs> it worked out for us. We paid our bills and, you know, we got it all settled and everything, but it was a, it was definitely a blessing. That's for sure. So let's see, where are we? Yeah. So we got a new, a few new trucks out there, man. We do have new trucks. We, I like them. I'm yeah. so excited. I love an F550. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty cool, aren't they? Yeah. They look nice. They look good running down the road all nice and shiny yeah we got almost all of them are vinyl wrap they all look the same now oh it, we do still have one that has like a random moving company door on it so there there's that <laughs> yeah the, we've been doing a good bit of work around branding lately i mean you can see we're both in head to toe memphis fence over here yeah um, except for what's below waistline which i'm not gonna let you see we there. don't have to talk about that you can just um Hold on. Leave that to the imagination. I need, I need to find that picture. <laughs> um, yeah, new trucks. We've been working on building out some racks, and that's always a fun thing to try to envision. Like, a as an installer, I have an idea what I want uh, mm -hmm. when I work on a truck, and then trying to build that out for a foreman who may or may not appreciate, you know, my right. ideas and around what works well for an install truck, and trying to kind of please all the people is always fun and but it's always exciting when right. you like pour so much energy and you're like man this design is great this truck's gonna work perfect and then you either show it to some installers or you build it and they're like oh no that's crap right. i hate that thing why would you do this so yeah which that... i did at least in these racks that we did recently i try to correspond with them to get some input mm -hmm. you know but uh so that that's always fun building out trucks i mean that's a fun thing it is it is indeed i was talking to somebody about that today send them some pictures of some of the stuff we've done. So, uh, MFC manufacturing, we'll build you a truck bed if you want. Yeah, we will. Yeah, Fully we will. custom, whatever you need. <laughs> we've got experience too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've acquired some new equipment too. Got some new skid steers going well, out there. Do tell. Well, over the years, <laughs> not this year. I thought I was going to pull like a, you know, excited in commercial from like the seventies where it's like, what's that now? Right. <laughs> Wait, but that's not all, you know, I don't know if you know, but I wasn't around in the seventies. <laughs> well, I think you've seen television maybe once uh, new equipment, some skid steers, which yeah. that's pretty cool. It, which things have changed a little bit. When I worked in the field, we were fighting over a couple of yeah. machines and sometimes we planned our installs and jobs around who needed what machine when, which we are doing some of that still, but not quite as much. Yep. I don't think you can ever really have enough unless you have like one per and man. a half <laughs> per truck, then you just don't have enough. It never fails. But yeah. So like I said, overall things are looking up. Um, that type of looking up is the reason why we can Let's venture talk about the repairs of all these equipment too that comes oh, with dude, that it's I mean, so just crazy. a quick one i don't want to get into a, a you know a bitch fest about repairing equipment but with the new equipment comes like endless repairs of equipment i mean we're constantly dealing with that always we so, have we have to have like six spare trucks so that we can always have a stack of them at the shop right which we do have some at the shop right now. how many I mean, six or seven six forever or seven trucks forever uh that's a lot of that is older stuff though that's true but that's true we're but we're I mean, making progress we're i didn't say we're there i think every piece of equipment we pretty much come to rely on each piece as a functional part of the company mm -hmm. and when it goes down it really does impact us oh yeah for sure it sucks know? no doubt i mean we're installing we got a, a pickup truck back there full of chain link parts mm -hmm. that are going out on commercial sites because one truck's down so that's yep. just part of the new stuff is also still having some older stuff that we're still 
limping so, along. You know, yeah. you can't we're, just we're trying to cycle through it, scrap it, and buy all new trucks. So. Yeah, they're man. Have you ever have you bought a truck recently? Like I, they're no. ignorantly expensive. You've seen the prices though. Yes, I mean yes. they're they're crazy. But yeah, so we're I'm I'm actually you're like uh, I was just like no, you're like opening up a thing. Hey, let's talk about let's get nah. this. No, nah, forget shutting about it. it down. <laughs> yeah, so worst co-host. It's uh, anyways, in summary, it's a work in progress. How about that? So again, all of this kind of stuff has kind of led us to the place where we can start venturing into MFC manufacturing and doing this show. Cause I mean, let's face it, all of this equipment sitting around and having us sitting here and everything, it, it takes resources and uh Simpolo and, you know, kind of being able to branch out into a few different things. We've mentioned that we're looking to expand and work in some additional states, add on some contractor's license, like all of that takes resources. Doing more jobs takes resources. You know, that's that's a huge thing. If anybody is listening to this that is not in the commercial world and you want to get in the commercial world, like you need some cash or you need a good line of credit right. or something like that because – you know, just keep in mind, you're going to bill once a month and then you're going to wait 45 days from the end of the month to get paid. Right. That transition is pretty difficult um, going from just being a small business, working for customers, then going into doing business to business sales where, you know, my customers then they, they're not going to give you a deposit. Right. They're not going to buy the material up front, uh, you know, so. I I suspect there's some situations where stuff like that happens, but as a general rule of thumb, no, pretty unlikely. Yeah. I mean, I, w I did pretty good, you know, running my business and, and getting deposits and wrangling that out. But there were some contractors who were just like, are you kidding me? Right. Who the heck are you? Right. You know? So, uh, yeah, we, we finance their jobs for them. Right. And we, as in subcontractors pretty much finance all of that. Right. So, <clears throat> but yeah. So line again, of credit. need the need some cash. Right. We need some resources. Right. Line of credit, money in the bank, whatever it is, just be ready because it can get tough. And then if there's a dispute, you screw up something on a billing. Guess what? If I bill right now, it's the end of July. So the end of August? No, it's the end July. of July. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so it's the end of July, right? Yeah. I bill now then I get paid mid-September. If I screw something up on a billing now, then it's going to get kicked out, kicked out of this cycle, and it's not going to go right. in until next month. So now right. that puts me an extra 30 days out on getting paid for that thing. So, like, that's the that's what makes it suck even more. You mess up one little thing, and you might find out in three weeks that you messed it up. Some contractors are good, and we'll let you know, like, immediately, but some of them you just don't hear from. And then you start asking them, hey, where's the money? Oh, you screwed this up. Right. You didn't give us this form. You didn't do that. Like it's, you, it takes a bit to get used to. I'll just say. So, what do you think about showing a video of our facility? It's okay. Okay. That's pretty scary, isn't it? Oh, well, I don't know. I'm not sure yet. You know right? what I mean? I, I don't. Uh, it's an interesting thought. I've never viewed it from someone else's perspective, or even thought. What if they saw behind right. the, what, the curtain? You know, what would they think about this place? <laughs> so I mean, I, I know that you know I, we've been we walk around a little bit. We have extensive talks about organ yard organization and how to better organize the yard. So I am aware of some uh, areas for improvement, prospective mm -hmm. areas of improvement. Uh, you know, I'm also aware that the camera angle could be on me when I'm talking. Right, right. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> i was wondering if you were so zoned out you wouldn't even notice i, I uh, think she's just busy over there like taking <laughs> pictures of us to put on social media and she doesn't even pay attention to the cameras it's okay it's she's okay. multitasking Sorry, a little cut, her, cut her some uh, slack she's multitasking thank you and you are I mean, killing it to be fair we're all still trying to learn this equipment too so listeners Jesus, if we i was kidding kidding <laughs> if we do screw up listeners just be patient we're trying to get it all down yeah so we we walk and talk and we look a lot at things that are in disrepair and unorganized and you know we with the broken trucks i think it's worth mentioning the staffing prop manpower problems or quote unquote problems manpower yeah what, what problems well literally un, being understaffed uh and that oh, kind of thing and 20 so, people didn't show up today wanting a job no, they didn't. One did actually, which is good that's, for today. That's uh, good. 
so yeah i mean yard yard organization and property organization uh, storage of proper storage of materials or things that really suffer when like we talked about the cash flow is necessary mm -hmm. so what is your focus right it's getting yeah. men in a truck out the door earning money billable hours right that's right it's not billable hours i like raking and sweeping the yard i so, like i like preaching that billable hours things i'm glad that you said it stars star pupil <laughs> over here ladies and gentlemen so yeah um if we got if we got 10 people if we got 40 people if we got 50 100 they're out putting up fence yeah, right we don't right. get to send anyone a bill for cleaning up the yard now we probably need to do a little bit better of a job at it and focus on it a little bit more, but like, we don't, we don't get paid for that. So we're so, going to go do things we get paid for. This is the first I've heard of this walkthrough. How, what, what is this like? How are we going to do this? You're yeah. Gonna speed, you're gonna, you took a video. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I'm, uh, you know, I would like to be involved in that, I guess, you know, I'm a little bit. Did you want to hold the other side of the camera <laughs> or be in the shot? Be in the, you could, I could or, just follow or, you around. See how I snapped off on her. I'm like, get me in the shot. <laughs> get me in the shot. I don't want to be here until it's time. And then I'm here. I'm like, Hey, everybody look at me. Right. Look so, at me. so next time what we'll do is we'll just follow you around. There we go. I like that. Let like you that. just like point at things. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so the video, we're going to speed walk, comment through, how, how are you going to roll? We're so what I'm gonna... thinking is we just play the video. Okay. So if you're listening to this and it's a podcast, uh, you're not going to see it, obviously, uh, but uh, we, sorry, <laughs> but it will be on YouTube, Facebook, all of that stuff. You can go watch it if you want. Uh, we're like 22 and a half minutes in just to give you an idea where to look. So uh, Zach and I will like give some commentary and just kind of talk about what's on the screen. What do you think about that? Sound like, good? Yeah, I like it. All right, let's roll. I'm about to add it in. Let's see. Whoa. <laughs> All right, so this is the back office. Like, I just walked out of my office. There's Donnie. There's Ilaria. And Zach's Christmas tree. We got a bunch of boxes and stuff getting ready to go to the... Oh, um, we are going to the the FWA show in Las Vegas. Oh, nice. So I think it'll be like two weeks after this airs. So a lot of these boxes you see are from that. Uh, those boxes there are where we're remodeling some bathrooms. Oh, that's a whole nother thing. We didn't even talk about like the state of the office. We just remodeled this whole area last year. And it used to look like this. Yeah, except <laughs> without that floor. So we replaced the floor all the way through here. There's a map from like 1980 of the city of Memphis. Uh, a couple desks up that way, another office, nothing too exciting. Yeah, admin, HR up here. Yeah. Check this guy out. Boom. There he is. That's David, my father-in-law. said no. Sitting there, feet kicked back on, kicked up on the desk, playing <laughs> on his phone. <laughs> he's, he's loving it now. He said no back then, but he's loving it now. Yeah, it he's, like. he's up here getting a little golf money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was another office. Yeah, so here's a, a couple of cages. You can see we store a bunch of miscellaneous stuff. Uh, there's Randy's office. I didn't go in there and disturb him. Who's Randy? Randy's the VP, commercial manager, 39 years at Memphis Fence Company. I think we kind of hit it in the first episode. Like, yeah. I obviously know who Randy is. I like the game. Oh, you've met him? Yeah, I like Yeah. Oh, okay. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> I have met him once or twice. Yeah, I'm just going to let this keep playing while we cool. talk. I feel like we're about to bust. This is like when wrestlers used to make their way to the ring from yeah. the dressing room. Oh, <laughs> there's us. There's our studio area in the middle of that office area there. What are we, there's some bolt bins. Like, I, I'm not sure. What do we talk I, about, Zach? I don't know. Oh, now we went outside. There's a couple of trucks out there. and uh, Fab, fab shop over there. We'll go in that in a minute. Park and old sign, old signage, old sign. That's, that's Zach and says, I tried to remove that yesterday. It says Memphis Fence Company. That's just transparent. You can see it. Yeah. Turns out those posts are actually in the ground pretty well still. I don't. I wonder how old that sign is. Employee parking. There's some uh, fence panels that we One built. These days, boy, you gonna earn from uh, own from what here from long as the <laughs> I can see. Right. <laughs> is that so, Peppy? Yes, it is, little Dan. 
That's exactly like, how it was. Your grandfather four years talked, old. Your grandfather talked like a villain from a <laughs> Pixar movie or something. Yeah. So we're walking through this uh, ornamental side. You saw there's a bunch of built fence out there. We're kind of getting into any, the steel this, storage I'm not area. Responsible for this area in any way. Oh yeah, have I mentioned Zach's the ornamental manager? So like this is his <laughs> side of the street. <laughs> You stay on your side of the street, man. There's some junk back here. There's a bunch of like leftover old miscellaneous stuff. Sometimes we make too much. Yeah. Sometimes we make some oopses and, and they end up in the, let's try to sell this as wholesale someday. Do you think we make too much or not enough more often? Hmm. That sentence didn't quite land as easily as that. Do we do what now? <laughs> Is it more frequent? <laughs> We more oftenly too much, not enough. Yeah, or exactly. You didn't understand too that? often and plenty or what? <laughs> I don't. You said a bunch of quantities, some few, often many. Yeah. Do we make too much or not enough more frequently? It depends on the context of the job. Mm. Uh, on like the big jobs where we try to run eighty percent, I yeah. feel like we might make more in that circumstance. Right. But in a smaller job, smaller setting where we set posts first. I guess flagging panels would say would be the situation where I feel like we might make too many setting posts. We make not enough. Right. So, so setting it, posts are the jobs that we have to go back and, oh, crap, we forgot a 35 inch panel. The one that goes around the corner next yeah. to the building. So remember that whole cash flow thing? Yeah. Guess what? Now we don't get paid till we build another panel, code that's another right. panel, take it back and install it. Yeah. I just send them a picture of one that's laying on the ground in the yard and say, it's ready. Let's Go. invoice. That's why that's, that's really why ones. we that's when we keep all those back there in <laughs> right. the back. We're lot. making progress on your job. Right. That's not true. No, it's we are not, not dishonest. Well, we try not to be dishonest, at least in that way. We don't right. definitely don't do that. So this is our inside the shop. Uh see that thing right there? That giant press? Well, that's cool too, but I was yeah, keep going. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Piranha. Yeah, another piranha. iron worker. We'll call it an iron worker. Uh, oh yeah, right. We're brand names. I still don't know if we're allowed to I say that. I, just... I guess as long as we're not talking bad about them, they won't care. Sure. Maybe we get some. Hey, that's an interesting idea. Is that a thing? How do you get? How do you do that? Will uh, people sponsor us? <laughs> here's our aluminum storage. We build big aluminum slide gates sometimes in this shop. The shop is pretty much. Um, it, changes shape depending on our needs yeah um, so everything in here is kind of modular right so right now we're kind of looking at the end of the aluminum saw table with some aluminum drop rack there and so if we need to build a 30 foot aluminum slide gate or 70 foot aluminum slide gate yep. we bring the the table in the saw table comes out we cut all the material there we've got a couple of pieces of table that join together um, hey, to make what, what if we have to build a modular slide gate oh we haven't built that yet. Yeah, okay. We'll talk about that more later. Jeez. But yeah, even the table. <laughs> the table is modular. Did you say the, that? The so table it has like extension modular. pieces That's we put on it, all that stuff? That. I was kidding. Okay, sorry. There's right. a couple of uh, interesting gates. These are some of the customers we frequently rebuild their gate. <laughs> right. So we got this cycle started by building a new one, bringing the old one back. And then so when it's time to rebuild the one we most recently installed, we rebuild this, bring it back. And so yeah. now we've got one just kind of locked and loaded. On standby. Right. Yeah. That's uh, pretty common. Those are a couple there, repeat customers. Yeah. The local transit authority, I think, is one of those. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Some trucking companies get, get hit a lot. Big uh, cantilever big gate, some barrier gates. Barrier gates ready to be done. Here's this the chain link you gate shop gate shop that's what i was gonna say yeah, <laughs> yeah so he's uh in there working on a barrier gate right there got long, another chain link gate that's one of the other longtime employees we mentioned in the first episode who's been here 30 plus years yeah i'd i'd have to look to say exactly how many but yeah a long stinking time right i know that thanks for putting me on the spot by the way yeah I'm just going to go on and say he's been here a long time. I think in the thirties, I yeah. think in the thirties. Yeah. How could you sure. be expected to know that you were may or may not have been? I don't born? even know. Was I even alive? Right. That's so you're totally absolved of any responsibility. Right. Let's see old paint booth, which we don't really do any in-house paint. I mean, 
on occasion, not much, but not much, but not this year. And my objective is to get the powder coat system up and running to where we don't have to think, do painting yep. really. I mean, yeah. So you can see, I mean, our paint booth is normally used as storage. Some of you can't see, but so this is one of those big old jobs where we built 80% of the panels flagged yep. prior to even seeing the job. That's right. And <laughs> we pulled some measurements on some plans and built 240 panels and said, I think that's about right. Yeah. We'll just start there <laughs> and then we'll kind of like fill in as we need. So here's yep. your little 360 of the shop. And then we move on. Let's go see something else. I don't. What are we going to see next? What do you think? Powder coat. Oh man, you you got it. Wow, right on time too. Check boy. that out. Did you like that timing? Yeah. How about that? Have you? And you haven't even seen this video, or have you? No, I've never seen this. Video. Okay, that's cool. I wasn't kidding earlier when I was like, "What video? I don't. What are we going to do? I don't know what we're talking about." Yeah. So there's a powder <laughs> coat oven and booth and no longer a truck in there zach and i took care of that yesterday i would have swept the floor had i known that we were going to be doing this it's yeah. in, we really are in like super crunch mode on those giant panels i mean we did talk about what we found out yesterday on that big bulk job that i said we just kind of built 250 panels and winged it yeah. we were on hold for a significant period of time yeah we were supposed to be there in like february i think right early february Right, so back to that, we're not sweeping and cleaning. We're actually got understaffed and trying to bang out 250 panels yep. powder coated. Not to mention they're eight foot tall panels with a 10 foot post. They probably weigh, you know, just under 100 pounds each. Yep. And we're trying to crank them out one, as soon as one possible. One inch pickets, while all the while cleaning the surface rust the best we can. Well, great but you yeah know. yeah we don't do anything just to the best we can right we, well that's why i'm rephrasing but yeah, you know we're spending a significant <laughs> amount of time removing surface rust because we've had to store them for like over two months now and we should have coated them two months ago three months ago but again we uh Labor you know had a got those jobs that people are waiting on and they got money in their hand and True. we go do that. Well, and workforce did have a little bit to do with that. I yep. mean, I've been struggling keeping a, a skilled powder coater in the powder coat. Yeah. Booth. Yeah, that's so. right. So now we're, uh, we're walking back into the, the chain link side of our, our property here. So that's the office that we walked through earlier. And this is, uh, you know, another example of, how we don't spend enough time cleaning and organizing going on over here. Some concrete, some wood. We don't really do wood fence anymore, so we don't keep that much wood here. We do a few jobs. The concrete actually looks really nice. There's a lot of times where that whole area is just like covered with we, busted bags and a pallet with two, three busted bags. And that's I mean, true. It's, it's I think like, we had a couple weeks oh, recently where there was your pickup truck with the chain link in it. We just missed it. Oh, yeah. The install. Yeah. Right. The makeshift install. Big old yard. I don't know. Aloria's <laughs> taking a nap over there. <laughs> I don't understand the context for crickets, but that's okay. <laughs> oh. She said, you were not talking. <laughs> what? They called the wrong phone. They can't, they can't be on the show. <laughs> so I don't know what to do. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. I'm just going to let this video play and like, let's talk about something else. What do you think? Yeah, that's cool. We did enough of that. Yeah, I think they get it. It's, you know, we're a fence company. Here's all our stuff. We're bearing no. all this is right. You know, this under the rug or whatever you do when yeah. your parents tell you to clean your room. This is we open the closets. We, we lifted the rugs, all of that. And but the install the whole, looks good. Back to right. the whole transparency thing. Like we're just showing you what we got. Right. Right. So we, we talked some about processes. Right. And um, so I, I got some stuff here that. You, you've been working on improving some processes, right? Yes, I've been working on... You want to talk on, about that a little? Yes, I've been working on organization chart for how... I mean, one of the big things that I've really seen that was kind of necessary is nobody knows who to report to or whose job's what. Yeah. Um, and some of that is kind of cool. You know, part of that adds to like a relaxed work environment. 
And so I feel a little more comfortable and it's flexible and that's fun. We also kind of work together as a team, but I think in that, I think it's kind of that too much of a good thing is a bad thing situation. Right, right, right. So in specifically in the iron shop, that's something where I've been really trying to compartmentalize a bit, but mm. not over compartmentalize. And uh, so an organizational chart of who reports to who, who is actually the foreman of the shop, who is a, you know, a trainee, which I've talked a little bit with you about, you know, my opinion of hiring a new guy, an entry level guy is not to keep them entry level because somebody's got to climb the ranks and become the next foreman. Yeah. So everybody, in my opinion, I ditch the word helper. Um, I like to refer to all the guys as trainees. Yeah. Um, and I think, um, you know, that's your that's your opportunity for the future. Right. Is the trainees helpers that you hire today are going to be foreman one day. That's right. what you need. Right. So that, and also that kind of falls into a little bit of us talking about, we've talked about uh, work culture, which is mm -hmm. something that, you know, five years ago, I had no idea even what that meant. I'd never heard the terms. And, you know, I might've even five years ago, I would have, you know, probably laughed at that and, you know, called somebody some kind of a degrading name or yeah, right. emasculated them in some way. Right. But, but really, you know, I understand the benefit of that. And, and we, we, you talked about your investment in this and the people surrounding it, whose lives mm -hmm. are being touched. And I talked a bit about on the first episode about being here and why I would so willingly come back to work here. It's the family environment, the family atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and so that, that is all this positive work culture that we're talking about. And I think, you know, calling someone a permanent helper or even just establishing that that's their job or their job title. It, it could be kind of demeaning, I think, or, you know, um, and I didn't, I'm not really intending to get too much into that, but, you know, as far as just establishing the organizational uh, chart or whatever, like, you know, saying that these guys are trainees with the objective of becoming foreman, right? So, right. Um, yeah, I've done a little bit of process development, uh, working quite a bit on project management, which is something that seemed like they're has not really been a good process for and and currently not i wouldn't Dude, say that i'm doing the best look at, look job. At all that stuff isn't that crazy <laughs> that's like years worth of stuff a lot of i like all that old handmade stuff yeah I mean, I, if i was gonna you know add some positive oh no uh, it's comment cool. to this like the handmade things that guys were just like breaking out a stick welder and some old used pieces or whatever and making yeah. making the job work and that was you know that's a really attractive thing for me coming into this business was just making tools. Yeah. I love making and using the tools that I've made mm -hmm. or finding an old tool that benefits my job that somebody made 30 years ago or whatever. So there's a lot of ingenuity that has to go into that kind of stuff. And you know, we've been, look at all those tires. Nice. <laughs> so we, we've been here since 71 and there's a lot of equipment available today. A lot, I mean, skid steers with tons of attachment and all that stuff. I don't know when, I believe that Bobcat made a skid steer in like the 60s. I think the guy who started Bobcat made one out of necessity for himself. Don't hold me to it. I can't remember. <laughs> but I did we'll watch the history of Bobcat in a future episode. Uh, there is a, a YouTube video that shows like the history of it. But I'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> he this like is gonna, this is just going to turn into we play a video and then we talk over. It. Right. No, it's like a no. Space Odyssey 2000. Or no. That is not this podcast. What is that show called? Whatever you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Science fiction theater. You know, there's like a whole thing where people actually do that. Oh, the video's done, so I'm gonna remove that now. Oh <clears throat> yeah, right. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get the sleep out of our eyes. Right. That's right. So um yeah, there's there's a, so many attachments and stuff like that for all the skid steers and all the equipment and everything that exists today that didn't exist. Right. My know, favorite in, thing is the hydraulic actuated um concrete concrete dispenser. hopper yeah hopper. right that was like from the 80s that was handmade that right. we still have to i wish them. we could go show a picture of that yeah maybe oh, I'll, she doesn't have one maybe i'll try to get that for next time and put up a picture of the concrete hopper yeah nope. right <laughs> uh-oh someone is calling me now but we're not we don't need to put her in the show but yeah, I mean, that, that's a cool thing to just kind of see like the remnants of all the ingenuity and everything that happened from back then. And I mean, there was a time, you okay? I was, I'm trying to look at the notes. I'm sorry. <laughs> there, there was a time when, uh, Memphis fence didn't have skid steers and used tractors. I'm having a health problem, you know, and like ran stuff off the PTO on the back of the tractor and all right, that. Right, and, right. I mean, it, 
they uh they built some guardrail trailers. I don't didn't we find some old pictures of that a couple of weeks ago where they had a, a trailer with like a post driver built on the side of it that they used to drive guardrail oh, yeah. posts and stuff. Yeah, all ran off the hydraulics on the back of a tractor. Right. Like, yeah, all that stuff's cool. So you've been making a flow chart. I've been making a flow chart. And then, I've been making flow charts. So what, flowing, what's this flow chart look like? What's it for? What it what's it got I on really, it? What's on the piece of paper? We got guys, we got welders. They're welders. They're not necessarily experienced fabricators. And fence fabrication, you could not know how and just punch some channel and press some points on some pickets and cobble together a piece of fence or do a decent job. But what I really see is we're really inefficient in that process. Uh, it's like cut three pieces of channel, cut two two fence pickets, put together one panel, and then start the process over again. Right. Right. So uh, having a little bit of experience with this, I really see the need for some improvement. And so what I'm trying to do is take some of that thinking out of their hands, not because I think they're incapable, but just because I want them to focus on the Well, you've got the, the experience. Craft, you you've know? got experience, and you're like, you're another perspective. Sure. You know, right. in so, their perspective, they're over there busting their butt, doing everything that they can, cutting two pickets at a time. But that's right. You know, just maybe just having another set of eyes on something and like, hey, what if you did it like this? Sure. So, so. what I'm going to what I'm doing is I'm building a flow chart for the process, a step by step, which mm -hmm. some of this is going to hopefully take care of some of that. Oh, shit. We forgot the 35 inch panel at the end of the yeah. job. Yeah, because if I set posts, say my one of my steps in my flow, for, and this is going to be job specific, I think we we talked about we could kind of template it for and yeah, make a like four or five approaches different. basically. So yeah. I mentioned the approach of prefabbing panels, flagging panels, which we just kind of grazed over that, but that's where you build the panel, you go ahead and weld the post to it. Mm -hmm. So as you set the post, you're setting the panel, and then you block up the panel to get it level. Then you move on to the next one. We dry set all that. Then you come back and pour everything at the end. Uh, and, you should you shouldn't mention dry set in a fence industry podcast. There's like a huge argument around that. So they we just call put me some, on the telephone. We put some concrete. How about that? We're not looking to get into that. Okay. But I mean, whether it's like <laughs> racked or stepped or whatever, you can do that. Sure. Flag sure. Them. Some installers prefer them flag. Some installers prefer to set the post and then put the panels in. Also, it's a lot dependent on the situation. I mean, yeah, if you're if doing the grades real chopped up, if you got four inch a, post, right? Four inch post, a big post designates that, you know, uh, we got a job right now we're working on that has all four inch posts. So I'm going to set all the posts. Yep. Um, what that does enable you to do is really break up the space and have consistent number of panels. Right. So, so I, I think um, and here we are just like. This is no longer about the commercial fence industry. This is our ornamental process. Sure. Well, so, so uh, you asked about the process. So you can you understand there's a lot of nuances that come with installing iron fence. So if I, sitting at the desk, looking at the job, having seen the job in person, can build out a flow chart, a step-by-step -step process to hopefully streamline and make it more efficient so that we're making fewer trips to the job site, thus, you know, in maintaining our profit margin. So let, let me let me add some information here to yeah. uh, for our listeners. So what do you, what we're talking about is custom built iron fence, right? So not prefab um obviously. But our ideal situation is that we go out and we set our terminal post. So we're going to set the end post, the gate post and the corner post, measure everything in between, build all the panels so that they're all the same length. We don't like this this whole 80% thing. That comes whenever you're on a new construction project or a remodel or something exactly. like that. And you know you're not going to have time to do it that way. Right. So we're, we're kind of forced to do it the way we don't really prefer to do it for the sake of time. I mean, it, the job that we showed you earlier that had, was in the paint booth, I think that job's what, like 1,800 feet of fence or something like that. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if you went out and you set all of those when the contractor called and said, okay, we're ready for you to put the fence up. We go out, we can't set all those terminals and gate posts and then be like, all right, we'll see you again in two months. Right. You know, I mean, it just doesn't work. So that's the reason why <laughs> well, we kind of like bend the two rules. Months. Yep. I mean, so here's, the, you know, so as opposed to where in a prefab situation, you could just order the product, have it shipped to the job site, put it in, whatever. Well, and you just have eight foot panels and then you get to, I mean, some people just get to the end and have an 18 inch panel. We've talked about that. That's right. terrible. So. A lot of ways, a lot of ways. And how do I, and so what I've been working on better is trying to dictate the process to make this more streamlined for the guys. Cause if it is, they don't know if it's method one or method two or 
right. you know, how we're going to react. And so really just a lot of planning. You, you know what it is? It's a roadmap for the That's job. That's exactly what it is. That's, That's what a flowchart is. Step, uh, I mean, so <laughs> Zach's flowchart, I've seen it, obviously. And it has step one, step two, step three, step four. Step one, go set 14 of these posts, six of these posts, two of these posts. Measure everything. Measure the distance between the posts. Right. Measure the fall. You know, if you've right. got a fall across your gate, we deal with that a lot. We go set it, set post, hang a gate, and then we're like, oh, crap, there's 12 inches under that end of the gate. Well, why did you not measure? Sure. Well, and this is a good opportunity to talk a little bit about that, about working with the guys to, <clears throat> I guess it's a little bit in the work culture of not saying, well, they should stink and know. They're yeah. fabricators. And right. that was kind of my initial reaction when oh, I man. started over here was like, you know, it's 100 degrees out there. You've been working all sure. day, setting posts. You got them all done. Like you're most people are not gonna all well, why should i have to do their job for them dan yeah right why should i well all you're doing is uh helping them to remember right so and what we're doing is hopefully helping guys to become better employees you yeah. know and to an extent maybe it'll help them in their own life i mean to instruct an employee how to write a step-by-step -step list for their day i find that to be beneficial in my personal life yep you and know, so so also kind of like you know employee development Right. I, I've had this conversation a lot with people, but the way I look at it, like you work here now, you're not going to work here forever. Most people are not going to spend 40 years at the same company, right? I mean, just face it. Although I personally would love if everyone just stayed here and all retired here, like eventually you're probably going to leave. So if we can help improve your process and help grow and develop people that work here, like we can better their life when they go apply somewhere else. You know, we can right. give them more right. of a skill set when they go apply somewhere. Right. So that just perspective shift of, um, you know, <clears throat> helping them to grow or looking at them as the problem, why my jobs are inefficient. I mean, and, and then accepting that that is my responsibility to encourage them and help them to better grow. Now, there are people yeah. that are just not going to pan out, mm -hmm. you know, but ultimately right. where we're at now or where I'm at. Uh, in my management tactic is to give them more tools yeah which it, you know at, at first it's a little humbling i'd love to just be like they're the problem but ultimately as i don't think consider that to be a good management tactic yeah to just blame my workforce for all the problems we're having here yeah. and w w what i do is take some responsibility and that's where all this flow chart organizational stuff came from it's like an attempt for me to do some work on the front end to help them make fewer mistakes yeah. all, all the while becoming more efficient and more profitable help them develop their skill set and their understanding of the process and all of that and uh you know we talked about one of the install crews giving them a checklist right like when you leave that. here here's what you need to have with you and right. you know what we talked about was like you're going to make the checklist for them for the first month and what i hopefully am doing is teaching them to make the checklist That's right. again that's right. You so, know, so when down I was the... running my business, it, I, I would wake up, I'd be super stressed out. And I had a friend that was like, have you considered just kind of making a plan for your day? And so then what I started doing was I'd sit down in the morning, I'd think about the whole day ahead and I would make a list. And obviously, you know, that some of those things aren't going to get done. Some of them I would look at and think that's going to be difficult. I'm yeah. going to run into some contrast here. And so I prepare for the prospect of contrast in the beginning. And so mm -hmm. trying to transmit that again, this is another thing. It's like, it's more than just you get your ass out there and put in a dang fence and do a good job or else. Right. You know, it's about like sculpting and helping people and how can we transmit what we've learned through this process, not only to help better Memphis fence company, but to help better them as individuals. Yeah, right? that's right. That's right. We want them to develop. It helps them. It helps us. <laughs> well, I, you, you okay. I, yeah. I'm oh, looking at your notes. Sorry. I, I, I had the, we had here. some bullet points here and I put in, you know, I got to do like this. I don't know if she can get a shot of me. This is huh. me reading small print. Uh, they're yeah, thick, they're... but they're not that thick. I need some <laughs> binoculars. <laughs> um, oh, the folders. Let's that's next, man. The folders, job folders. Yeah. So that that's something that kind of goes back and has been done here and there throughout my time here, anyways. And a good um, reason why I need a job folder is I've got a drawing. It's got some measurements on it. They made it in the field. It gets to my desk. The fabricator needs it. He sees it. Then, you know, he gets it. Then the next thing I know, it's gone. Yep. And we're like, oh, what size is that panel? Yeah, or where, what? where does this 78 and a half inch panel go? Oh, well, I don't know. 
right? So I've started compiling a folder for each position, which the positions currently are designated as fabricator, installer, and powder coat. Yeah. And so each each position gets a copy of all of the information for all of the job. Along the way, if we make a scribbled note on a napkin, I'm going to scan it. I'm going to make it a PDF. I'm going to print it, put it in the folder. Is it labor intensive? Yes. Do I like doing it? No. <laughs> Is it helpful? I don't know yet. <laughs> it's yet to be seen, but we're trying it. But realistically, I got six relatively sizable jobs that I built all the folders for yesterday and yeah. today's pretty much scot-free. Right. You know, so for now. So you, you know, built, you got six jobs, you got three folders a piece. So you got 18 folders that's right. going. That's so right. you got them, you got them color coded for where they go for right. each job. And then on the calendar, if you were to look at the calendar, each job is color coded with that. So that's, that's my process currently. So kind of what's, what's in the folders. I know you said, a, you a said a drawing, order, which the work order people know, you know, it contains the customer's name, the address for the work to be Some performed contact information. And basically the, the form that I sent to the customer in order to estimate and obtain the job yep. so it's got a picture of the job site it's got some rough linear footage kind of a basic rundown it's got some all the measures preliminary measurements that's we'll, right but we'll it say. does what it does have is a profile of the fence yeah which is pretty hard nosed if we profile a fence and it's on the work order that's what the customer expects so that's what the customer gets remember custom building fence there's infinite possibilities infinite ways that you can build a fence measurements all of that stuff so that's why our profile has to be included you can't just say it's style three or whatever like we got to have a drawing that shows that right. style right so now i've started making drawings for each style of fence instead of just listing out these are the dimensions of materials going into the fence i'll make a drawing to illustrate to the customer what piece of fence so that's going in the folder mm -hmm. um any pictures that are uh field supervisor has taken of the job sites going in the folder. Any information we collect along the way is going in the folder now. So then in addition to that, I'm printing off when I order materials for the job so that the materials can be separated out and designated as being for a specific job. So we don't get halfway through a job and we've borrowed from three quarter to pay one inch. Yeah. You like how I twisted that one up? Yeah. We borrowed from Peter to pay Paul. We've borrowed from three-quarter picket to pay one-inch picket. <laughs> it doesn't – I guess I couldn't interchange three-quarter – you know what I mean. Though. Right, right. Uh, funny we, guy. We, hey, used hey. A, we used a picket expander and made the three-quarter into one-inch, yeah, stretched them out a little. That didn't – that just didn't no, work. It didn't work. Oh, sorry. Uh, I give up. I'm going home. A good example of how our process lets us down this week. Oh, uh, whoa. So – the the material list yeah right when yeah, you yeah. include it so that's either full length pieces cut length pieces true, whatever right right, right. and so, when you order material for three jobs at one well, time and three all, all three of them show up together like you kind of need to know what's for what that's right that's right yeah so and allocate each for each so we did actually have a job where i i pre-cut some material i didn't pre-cut other material so it came all in a weird bundle and yeah that's how that went and down. the steel suppliers don't separate it by job right. you know right. they, if you got three quarter pickets for three different jobs they just put them all together and there you go so yeah um powder coating i just kind of have a note here it's it's ongoing we it, it it needs improvement so we uh we showed you the powder coat building we showed you kind of what it looks like in there we are very limited in space and so kind of having that limited space creates some issues with trying to get stuff hung and get it in and out. And it's hard for us to kind of get a good flow going where we have multiple racks that we can be putting powder on, baking, loading, unloading, all of that at the same time. I've kind of looked at some different ideas for like putting an overhead track system in there maybe or and we've got, I don't know, three or four different styles of racks that we've kind of built, just trying different things. And we're really trying to like nail down that process and, and get it to where we can be really efficient and have a good flow through there. It's, it's a work in progress. So uh, as we go along through these things and as Zach implements his job folder and or his job folders, since there's multiple per job, we'll, we'll kind of update you maybe here in a month or something and, and just let you know if we've seen some improvements, if it's made things better, made things worse, whatever the case may be with that. And uh, as we as we said at the beginning, we're going to we're going to keep you in the loop and let you know where we make mistakes, what we do that works, what we do that doesn't and just kind of show you our process. So the 
the last thing here is is kind of an example of how our processes let us down a little bit. I mean, it wasn't catastrophic or anything, but we we had a subcontractor show up. He was here to get material for oh, three yeah. jobs at one time, right? So mm. uh, Alfonso, right? Yeah, Alfonso. Right. He so he uh, he shows up. He's going to get this material for these three jobs, and so of course the yard guy that's normally here is on vacation. The project manager who was in charge of these three jobs was out of the office. And so, you know, Donnie, our, who does kind of helps Zach, does some wholesale sales, does material ordering, kind of does a little bit of everything. So Donnie's out here like scrambling around like, oh, crap, he's getting flustered. The sub's getting pissed off at him because, you know, he just drove across town to come pick up some material and he can't find it and all this stuff. And um, so what happened was none of the work orders had a materialist with them. Right. So, so Donnie didn't really know what he was looking for. He kind of had an idea, right, right. but he, he didn't exactly know what he was looking for. So mistake number one, right. Was that we didn't have materialists. Mistake number two, nothing was labeled. Right. Like there, there was no labels on anything. We're a fence on the yard. company. We have fence materials That's and right. they're just in a pile with all the other materials. Right. Right. So we've got like 18 piles of material out here and you know, well, we thought three of those piles were for jobs. Turns out only two of them were because two of the jobs were bundled together right. because they were all the same material. So kind of going back to the steel thing, like we didn't label it. They didn't know what they were looking for, anything else. Um, they were in two different places. So, I, I mean, there was some mistakes that were made there. But in the end, we found it. We got everything sorted out. And uh, he, the, the sub isn't real happy about it but right like, which that know. brings us to a point i've mentioned manpower 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 we rely specifically on this sub for a lot of the commercial mm. wood that we're doing yeah we're not doing a lot of commercial wood in-house right um we rely heavily on this guy yeah, for, in fact we don't have a wood truck right. set up and outfitted anymore because so, since we got out of residential we kind of did away with all our wood so, i mean trucks if you were to just today say you know i'm done with you guys this is the third time i've showed up you didn't have the stuff ready yeah. and screw you that yeah. would put us in a pretty serious predicament so there's a lot of talk about like culture and taking care of your employees and making sure they're happy and all that but like don't <laughs> forget the subs right right we did all of these things for the guys that work here but we did nothing for the subs like you don't right. don't forget that right. you know and so that that's a part of the process like we need to make sure that when we give a job to a sub that we've done our part and that everything's ready for them because they're not getting paid to come over here and <laughs> sorry, sorry, right. sorry. Well, I mean, can't edit it. So it is what it is. <laughs> but, so, uh, yeah, I mean, man, they, they just, they don't get paid for it. Like they come get the material and they expect it to be ready and it, right. And it, you so know, kind of let us down a little bit, but right. But that's how we learn. That's how we make mistakes. That's how we learn what we do right, how we learn what we do wrong. And you see, we share it with you. Like, Well, hence the whole process, uh, folders and all the stuff yep, I'm working yep. on is that, I mean, that same kind of thing happens with my guys in the iron shop if I'm not on top of yeah, that's right. the materials here. Or wait, I gave you the job jacket, but but forgot to order the material. So or That's a different perspective. The material is or... It's a different perspective because now we have hourly people <laughs> right. and we're paying them regardless of right. whether they have something to do or not. So right. like they'll sit over there and sweep the floor, you know, all day long if we don't give them something to sure. do. And like, that's again, not billable hours. It needs right. to be done. We've talked a lot about like cleaning your workspace and keeping things orderly and all that. But uh, yeah, so that either way, it's a problem, whether it's employees, whether it's subs, whatever, it's a problem. So I, I'd like to uh, extend an invitation to anyone who actually is still listening. If you have some ideas on processes or you have something in place that works really well, we'd love to have you on. So just reach out to us. Let us know, you know, hey, I got a process should for we, doing this. Should we mention that in addition to the folder, I'm not just winging it with caveman tablets. These folders are printed pieces of paper that have come from we use software we use uh, oh you didn't just like write it on a piece of note <laughs> notepad and shove it in there no i did no. hear you say you're gonna scan it and like, i did say scan in pdf i yeah. did say that but we use a did you fax it to yourself to get it to a pdf or something how would you do it? oh you faxed it never mind <laughs> alaria give me some crickets 
I deserve them. Yeah. <laughs> right. What's so, your facts? Right. Yeah. So uh, a CPA the other day, he's like, oh, if you don't feel comfortable emailing me this stuff, just faxed it to me. And I was like, uh, we have a machine that has fax capabilities, but I don't think it even works, man. I don't know how to get that. Right. So it's a. Uh, so it, we are using some project management software. Yeah. And that's how we're categorizing jobs and transitioning them to get to the fabrication stage, basically. So right. uh, new leads and all that. So as with the you know insight on process, that's one thing that I didn't mention that we are currently so what, uh, utilizing. We, we're at an hour right now. So I, I think what we should do one day is, well, I'm going to write this on my notepad, but I like maybe, maybe just go through our whole kind of software package and what all we use Jeez. right maybe and it's ever growing this podcast has required more software yeah i think more. we've we've added on some stuff for this and like <laughs> it's like every few weeks i'm like oh hey check this out here's some cool thing let's try that right so our software if i can spell i was telling zach today writing by hand seems so laborious now <laughs> yeah, what we do is, is like, laborious. Laborious? Is it really? I don't know. Alaria, what do you got? What is it in Italian? Labor intensive. Just say labor, labor intensive. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So writing feels very labor intensive now. I don't know. That's weird. Laborious. <laughs> La- <laughs> laborious. <laughs> like you should be stroking your goatee when you say this. Yeah. Laborious. <laughs> So, yeah, I think we'll kind of just walk through the whole thing. A lot of people ask me about this in some Paulo demos, actually. Uh, they ask me, like, oh, what do you use for your CRM? What do you use for project management? What do you use for this? What do you use for that? I mean, and I'm happy to share like with everybody. How, I like how you proposed the question of them calling and telling us, and I'm like, no, wait, listen to more of what we have to say. Yeah. Well, what I was asking for is processes. I mean, right, hey, right, right, if right. a part of your process is using – software sure, one two sure. and three like we'd be happy to hear about that too because i would I think we just have them call and then we just roast them is that <laughs> no after that's, all that's that terrible talk about are you kidding me <laughs> right after all right after all that talk about investing in people give us your great eye terrible <laughs> just kidding just yeah. kidding no we're open to it i'd like to hear what other people are doing that's kind of the whole part of this like you know i've had like this kind of misnomer or kind of a perspective of trade secrets and hush hush and how i run my business is quiet and mine mm-hmm. only and afraid to let people know but i think this you know effort to be transparent about what we're doing here in memphis fence and yeah. all all of that is cool it's a cool way to kind of share energy to work together there's plenty of jobs and work for all of us i think right. and so we're not competing we i mean we are competing but i just, I just but don't are- think are we competing on like processes though? I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I just move, think that move your move your mic over. There you go. That that shadow thing, man. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, listeners. <laughs> Told you well, we're still so, learning. I'm I'm just saying. I think it's cool to kind of get it, add everything to the pot and kind of. I, I heard uh, share with each other what's going on. I heard somebody on a podcast one day, and they said there is no secret sauce. The internet exists. Right. Like you can right. find out whatever you want. Sure. You know, sure. Just go so find that, it on the internet. Right. So that kind of age old or you know antiquated thinking of a trade secret. Right. You know? Um. Yeah. So again, like I think we this whole the whole purpose of this is to open ourselves up in hopes to get some feedback from some other people and yeah, get we, to kind of share in the journey together. We, we want to hear some hear from some folks. It's like a little too mystical and oh, Laria <laughs> is making fun of our our video. I just now saw you. You have a mic. <laughs> All right. So yeah, call us. Um, I think we'll be live on August seventeenth. I think we'll do that show live and when we go live there'll be a phone number running across the bottom like right now you see i i put down there it's pre-recorded i'm not sure if you see that live thing over by zach or if it's just showing while we're recording but this show is not live but on august 17th we'll be live you can call in you can ask questions you can tell us your pro- your process if you want to be on the show be a guest reach out let us know we're pretty open right now we have one person scheduled to be a guest so you're gonna 
keep it a secret? Is it a big secret or how are we gonna how are we playing that? Do we wait until like that day and announce it? I don't know. Why don't we talk? Why don't we just disclose like what they do or something? They they do a little consulting. Okay, consulting and fence industry specific consulting. I like that. How yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Let's leave it there. Yeah, pretty pretty good guy. I like him. Cool. I've got to know him a little bit here over the past few months. Okay, and pretty his name good. rhymes with crayon. Is that right? No. <laughs> No, it's not. right. Who, I don't know any names that rhyme with crown. That's what I was trying to think. Like, what could you possibly be thinking of? <laughs> I was, I was hoping that it was going to lead our audience into he's going to tell us something, and then they're and like, I just shut it down, right? Like you, which we did. No, no, that's all you're getting. <laughs> our biggest critic. All right, I think we're done. It's that an walk, hour walk and six voice. minutes. I don't even know who that is. I don't think anyone's still listening. Everyone's probably. They've made it home. They've fallen asleep, whatever the case may be. So let's go home. All right. Me, yeah, me too. Let's call All right. It. Thank, well, thank you guys for whatever you did in yeah. Spotify in or YouTubing in or however you say listening. Oh, how about that? How about just thanks for listening? That's, oh, that's watching cool. in. Right. Yeah. Tune, listening tuning in. in. Tune tuning in. in. Thanks for tuning in. There tune in. Go. Tune in again next time for. <laughs> For some more uh, powerhouse fence show, two fence guys in a fence show talking about fence things.